you are idolizing bare minimum and it's ruining your dating potential and i know that because i used to do the exact same thing but guess what i went from settling in relationships not getting the treatment i deserve crying myself to sleep every night because of arguments comparing myself to other girls because my exes would make me feel insecure begging a whole man to plan a date for me and then teach him how to be a boyfriend to now receiving princess treatment every single day because this might come as a shock to some of you but I am in a long-term relationship and that is the first time I've said that on the internet but anyway we'll talk about that later to now getting regular flower deliveries to my house getting dates planned for me all the time never having to pick up the bill because my partner knows how to be a gentleman and he knows what it means to be in his masculine energy living my passenger princess life even though I know how to drive getting doors open for me even though I have two hands shocker getting random surprises just because and him going above and beyond for me there is so much more but that would be a whole video in itself so how did I do it I set some damn standards I learned how to leverage my feminine energy. I set my worth and I attracted my dream boyfriend without having to lift a finger. And this is how you're gonna do the same. Oh, and exciting news, I'm wearing the jewelry from my jewelry brand, which officially launched just a few days ago. We've already sold out of so many pieces. Please follow me on Instagram and support the journey because I'm honestly so excited about this. All of the earrings I wear in my videos on my own brand. And before we start this video, I wanted to quickly talk about this amazing brand, Scalp Hero. If you're anything like me, then you know hair is so important. I realize this, okay? I've been teaching myself different hairstyles, how to do a blowout, and the way it just changes your look and makes you look so put together is insane. So I really wanted to commit this year to like limiting, like no dyeing my hair, no heat, and just literally trying to get the thickest, longest hair I possibly can get. And I want to bring you guys on this journey with me. So... I got this incredible scalp massager from Scalp Hero. First of all, when I opened this, I was like, the packaging though, the packaging, so sleek, so cool. I've never seen anything like it. Not only will it help you grow healthier, thicker, and stronger hair, but it will help reduce hair loss, relieve stress. It feels amazing, like an actual professional scalp massage. It relieves any tension and it promotes relaxation. And exciting news, Scalp Hero are actually doing 50% off for a very limited time on their website. They even have free shipping worldwide. So I would go and grab one of these babies while you can. I'll have their links, their socials, all of that in the description for you guys to check out. Chapter number one, what actually is the bare minimum? So first of all, let's start with, should we even have dating standards? Like how important actually are they? Why does everybody stress about it? When you have zero standards, that means you have not taken the very important time to figure out what you want your ideal life to look like. And when you don't do that, you are putting out this message, not only to other people, but to the universe, that you will tolerate bare minimum experiences. For example, Lola has a few standards, a few requirements. She's not that fussy on it. She's pretty easy going, okay? She's just dating to just date. So let's say her standards are at 15%. When a man comes in and gives her one more extra requirement that she didn't have on her list, okay, he's giving her 20%, she is jumping for joy, okay? She counts herself so lucky to be with this man. She fully accepts to be in a relationship with him. She thinks he's the best she's ever gonna get because he's giving her 20%, but guess what? She's still only at 20%. That is incredibly low, hello, because she didn't take the time in the first place to raise her 15% to 100%, which is where it should be. And that means when somebody comes into your life still offering you the bare minimum because you haven't learned your worth and you haven't raised your standards and you haven't figured out what you want your life to look like, 
You're going to be jumping for joy at the basics. You're going to be settling and then be envious of all of the girls that get princess treatment because you're like, how? Meanwhile, people like Athena take the time to learn about themselves, to raise their confidence, their self-worth, their feminine energy, and they set their standards at 100%. That means that she is so fulfilled in who she is as a person and her life that she doesn't spend her time chasing a man. A man better come and offer up a thousand percent because men are only additions to our lives. We're not out here at 80 or 90% looking for a man to come and complete the rest of us. Our life is 100% fulfilling as it is. So if you are going to come and be qualified to be an addition into my life, you better be offering up the whole damn table. And another reason as to why relationship standards are so important is it actually helps your relationships last longer because you know what you're looking for. When you don't have any standards for yourself and then you're therefore easily impressed, everything's all cool in the beginning and then a few months later all of the problems come in and you're like how did I not see these whereas Athena sets her standards so she won't even entertain someone who doesn't align with her values sure they have to treat her right but they also have to align with her mindset and the future lifestyle that she has envisioned for herself therefore because she has those standards her relationships are more likely to last a longer time and she's going to experience less heartbreak as a result she's protecting herself now I'm going to give you a test to see if you actually idolize the bare minimum and the signs are if you romanticize or get overly happy at any of the following things. Let's go. When he opens doors for you, when he's polite to service staff, when he has basic communication skills like listening to you, responding to what you said, asking how your day was, when he responds to a text and doesn't take too long to respond back, when he wants to spend time with you and actually initiates plans to hang out, when they have manners, when they're a kind, genuine person, when they text you good morning, when they use the sidewalk rule, and lastly, when they're there for you, they're patient with you, they don't overreact, they don't shout, they don't let you go to bed upset. Everything I just said is literally the bare minimum. But my rule is that the bare minimum is whatever you want it to be. And the higher bare minimum standard you set, the more high quality dating experiences you are going to have as a result. Your bare minimum are your non-negotiables. They're the same thing. So if you get super realistic about it and you're like, no, if it's the bare minimum, then it's only they're kind and they're loyal and they want to hang out with me and they're respectful. Yeah, then you're doing a Lola and you're only at 15%, meaning some guy can come in and get you flowers once and you're like oh my god I've hit the jackpot no Whereas Athena's mindset is, um, of course you're going to get me flowers. Of course you're going to open doors for me. Of course you're going to plan out dates for me and take me out and drive me around because you're the man, you're the gentleman, as you should. That's the bare minimum. And there are so many other things that you can bring to my life and so many other ways that you can provide for me. Like, what do you mean loyalty and kindness is a bare minimum? That's just basic human decency. Of course that's not my non-negotiable dating standards. That, to Athena, is just a given. Therefore, Athena isn't impressed by little things like when the guy is polite or considerate or pays on the first date. She's appreciative, but she's also like, okay, but that's what I deserve, so... Because listen, I dated some very questionable men. Why? Because my bare minimum standards were all over the place, okay? It was my fault I tolerated that. I had shitty dating experiences because I allowed them to come into my life. So I can't blame those men. They were always going to be who they were going to be. But I should have had standards in place to protect myself from that and have known my worth better than that. Because my bare minimum standards before used to be the realistic version that I went through at the beginning of this video. My standards now, I'm going 
gonna tell you and this is actually weirdly very highly requested my standards now are that the man that I am with will wine and dine me he will plan thoughtful and meaningful dates for me he will take the time and put the effort in to fully understand who I am and what I like so when he plans those dates they actually align with who I am he is emotionally mature he wants to support me and be there for me and be a shoulder for me to lean on when I need it he's a gentleman he knows all about chivalry he opens every single car door for me he wants me to be a part of his world he wants me to be close with his friends and introduce me to his family etc he's intelligent he's ambitious he's financially stable he knows how to drive which is very important okay I like to live my passenger princess life we share the same values and morals he matches the future ideal lifestyle that I have envisioned for myself and matches the dreams and the places that I want to go to so that we can grow together. He values his self-development. He's very into improving himself and we are invested in each other's growth so that we can become better together and constantly evolve so we're not outgrowing each other. He supports all of my creative endeavors and always cheers me on. We both together create the safest environment for us to communicate our needs and healthily communicate any issues we have without it resulting in an argument anyways the list goes on I have a lot of standards and before everyone comments saying that's too high that's unrealistic you're too picky and all of the little men who always comment this continue to comment you are gonna die alone in an apartment with your six cats and never find that yeah while you comment those things I am reading them with my man experiencing all of the standards I just said but thank you so much for your concern and that leads us onto all things high standards and princess treatment the misconceptions explaining all of this how you're going to figure out your standards etc princess treatment can look so different for everybody so now let's talk about how you can figure out what your high standards list is actually going to look like i think the first and most important step is to look at your past relationships and dating experiences i once wrote out every single one of my ex's names underneath i literally did like pros and cons why the relationship ended how long the relationship lasted i did like a full analysis of everything and it made me realize so much I wasn't even aware of before and it was so eye-opening and honestly all of my dating experiences after that were transformed because I wasn't unconsciously making the same mistakes over and over again literally compare your access to each other how is one better than the other what did one do that absolutely bothered you that you didn't really think would before because this is the thing our dating experiences teach us more about ourselves and they teach us standards that we never would have thought of on our own anyway what's something one of your exes never did and you wish they did you know think about all of this and write it down because it's going to help form your standards but don't worry okay I haven't forgotten about my girls who have never been in a relationship I got you here are some questions you can ask yourself to start forming this list of what your dating standards are going to be one you're going to take the free five minute quiz online to find out what your love language is and look into it okay this already opens up a whole door into oh this is what I need to feel emotionally fulfilled and supported and cared for okay because majority of the time the love language we seek from others is actually what we lacked so much as a child or growing up or in our past relationships two what shared interests do i want us to have now I do believe that opposites can attract, okay? I don't think it's that important to find somebody who likes all of the same things as you. But what I mean by this is, how do you see yourselves spending time together? They don't need to have all of your interests and hobbies, but pick the few things that you are really passionate about because then when you're gonna wanna do them, chances are you're gonna wanna go on a date there. For example, they have to be into reading so we can go on a bookstore date. They have to be into museums so we can go there. They have to be into traveling so we can travel the world together. Three, what makes you feel loved? Is it surprises? is it being taken out is it vulnerability is it deep conversations 
Figure this out and then write down all of the behaviors that align with these qualities that make you feel loved, you know? Is it somebody that's caring, funny, empathetic, emotionally mature? Four, what are the dream romantic gestures that you want to experience? For me, I always wanted the surprise hotel room with the rose petals and everything and then I got it and I was like <gasps> because a lot of the time you can be talking to a guy and he can seem very low effort and you can kind of just tell if somebody has it in them to go the extra mile and go above and beyond to make you feel special in those ways. Five, how do you want them to be when you're sad? How do you want them to support you? Okay, what do your bad days look like together? How do you prefer to communicate with somebody when things are a little bit rocky or you're arguing? Six, what do your weekends together look like? If you were to move into this person, do your lifestyles actually align? Because I feel like that is actually the key to whether or not a relationship is going to last. Seven, what are they actually like as a person? You know, how independent are they? How do they go about their life? How do they go about their work? What's their work ethic like? How are they towards their family, their friends? What are their core values and personality traits? Because yes, when you are figuring out your high standards, it's very important to figure out how do I want this person to make me feel? But in order to actually love someone, you need to love them for who they are at their core, who they are just as their own person before they start doing anything for you. And then the last question to ask yourself is, what does their future look like? And does it align with yours? And I think it's really important to talk about things like growth and goals so you guys know if you're going in the same direction, okay? Don't waste your time being with someone who, yeah, is loyal, kind, funny, spoils you here and there when you guys are gonna be going in completely different directions in life. Can your standards ever be too high? Should you lower them? Yes and no. I believe, and I think this is true for everybody, your core values and standards should never be compromised. Even if it's something like, I want flowers every single week, if that's what matters to you, if that's what makes you feel loved, you should not budge on that, okay? That should become a non-negotiable. However, if you have superficial standards, like he has to be six foot, he has to look a certain way, he has to have blue eyes, he has to be athletic, you need to be prepared to be able to negotiate those standards because really, how much value is that gonna bring into your life? Of course, it's nice to draw up an ideal picture and have superficial standards. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but if you meet somebody who is willing to give you every single one of your core values, you can't just dismiss them straight away because they don't look how you imagined or their accent isn't what you wanted. If you do that, then that's also a form of self-sabotaging. A lot of the times, past negative experiences we've had are influencing us to keep seeking out that chaos when we date. Therefore, your standards might be, yes, give me princess treatment, spoil me, take me out, but also don't be too nice and boring. It's not really matching up. And in terms of being too picky, all I'm gonna say about this is get rid of icks, okay? Once again, you are self-sabotaging. Things like, oh, he wears flip-flops and he used a cringy emoji, girl. Come on, you know you can look past stuff like that, especially if this man is prepared to give you the world. Please value that instead of his style of texting or his style of communication. You have to decide what actually matters, what aligns with your core values and what's going to fulfill you in the long run. Because the fact that he's a swimmer or he's athletic or he has big pecs, that's gonna fade over time. But his morals and his masculine energy, that's what's going to allow your relationship to flourish as time goes by. And then my last tip for this, I used to put this into practice all the time to make sure that I could still have high standards without dismissing people and being too picky and still give myself a fair chance in dating was 
to always give people a chance to prove themselves. So for me, I had the two date rule. If I went on a first date with somebody and I went home and I was like, mm, I don't know if I'm feeling it, I wasn't head over heels for them, I give them the benefit of the doubt because everybody has first date jitters. Not everybody can get across their true authentic personality on a first date, right? Because you're so in your head. So I would always give them the chance of the second date if that didn't go well that's when I dismissed them. Similarly, if we were in a talking stage and for whatever reason, maybe we lived further apart, we couldn't see each other straight away, I would be like, let's FaceTime or let's go on a phone call. And I would especially do that if I was getting bored from texting them and I wasn't feeling them anymore. I'm like, okay, before I end this for good, let me give them a chance to prove themselves. Maybe I'm being kind of harsh. And I would go on a phone call with them. And if that went really badly, only then I would end it. Okay, I can't tell you how many times I've actually done this and it really worked within my favor. Like I went on a first date with somebody and he was so shy and quiet. And I was like, I just don't think we're gonna align. I think my personality is too loud and extroverted and crazy him we're never gonna get along and then I gave him another chance and now he's my boyfriend and turns out he also has a crazy extroverted goofy side which I never would have seen had I not given him the second date rule chance chapter three what high value men look like how you're gonna attract them and how you're gonna communicate your standards in order to get them met first of all disclaimer because so many people hate the term high value men it is not a derogatory term I am not trying to put anybody down okay high value men simply mean men that are going to bring a lot of value into your life. Low value men are not bad people, okay? They're still worthy of love. It's just, they're not really bringing a lot to the table because of whatever they've got going on in their life and whatever their mindset is, okay? High value men literally date for the purpose of providing for you and giving you princess treatment. Low value men don't think in that way. Therefore, they are bringing a low amount of value into their life. That is what it is, don't argue with me because my definition of a high value man is somebody who knows what he wants so much that if he's dating you he's dating you for a reason okay he sees something in you he's not out here trying to mess around or waste anybody's time he has his set of standards very clearly laid out so the fact that he's even taken you on a date best believe it's for a reason and then from there high value men want nothing but to make you happy care for you and provide for you because they have chosen to date you and be in a relationship with you for a reason they value you giving them your time and your energy and your amazing personality otherwise high value men are also very happy and capable of being independent and on their own and living their life that they have created for themselves and are very fulfilled in on the other end of the spectrum you have low value men who are dating to just date okay they want to date women to also get something back from them whether that be like intimacy or going 50 50 on the bill or like a woman building up a man just for him to then dump her or cheat on her and then go on to the next woman low value men try and take a lot high value men want to give a lot because they appreciate you they value you. you are like the prize in their life and they treat you accordingly okay i know how to set standards i know what my hand standards are but how the hell do i communicate them without coming across super entitled and spoiled and rude I get it, okay? It can be a very daunting task, especially maybe if you're like on dating apps and you're meeting people or you're in the beginning stages and you're like, I don't really know how to get across to this person that this is how I wanna be treated. But here's the thing, this is my rule to communicating standards. I don't tell or teach anyone how I should be treated. I sit back and I observe. If they cannot live up to that standard, if they are not naturally wanting to do the most for me, 
bye <laughs> like it's as simple as that okay you can't teach men to be a certain way you can't say this is my list of rules follow them or else nobody's gonna listen to that either he's naturally doing it for you because he sees you and the value you bring and he knows he has to do the most to impress you and woo you or he doesn't really know what he's doing he's not big on chivalry and naturally his actions follow suit it's the best test don't tell anyone anything literally just sit back and watch how they treat you like oh we're texting and we're planning our first date and you want me to take a two-hour train to you rather than you offer to come to my city that tells me loads about your character it's a no from me and that's it then you know that man is not a provider he's never going to treat you in the way that you want your choice then isn't to be like no you have to pick me up if he wanted to, he would. Now that applies to the beginning stages of dating. When you're in a talking stage, you've met someone on a dating app, maybe they've slid into the DMs, whatever, okay? But what about when you're a few dates in or maybe you're in a relationship, okay? Things are getting serious. You've been with this person for a while and they are giving you a lot of what you want. You see a lot of potential in this person, but you have a few questions you like to be answered and you wanna clear some things up. This is where vulnerability is gonna save you and you'll be able to communicate your standards. My rule is, of course, you should communicate your standards in a chill and polite way when the person has already proven themselves to you and things are getting serious and I did this and it worked wonders okay I'm sure it was like two or three weeks into dating my current long-term boyfriend that we were on the phone we were having a general conversation and I was like I kind of want to talk about some things ask you some questions about us and like know where we're going of course he was open to that communication he was up for it and I said you know how important is physical intimacy for you because I personally have a standard as to how long I'm gonna wait before I take that step with somebody and I needed to communicate that with him because he didn't know and we spoke about it. I then communicated that a long-term serious relationship is important to me. I don't do flings. I don't do situationships. He completely agreed. I knew we were on the same page. So it's not so much you sitting somebody down and saying, listen, you better do this, this, and this, and this to get me. It's, hey, how do you feel about this? Because this is how I feel about it. You know, these are where my values lie. This is what's important to me when I'm dating somebody. Do you agree with this opinion of mine? Just have a very natural conversation. You're not trying to force anybody into doing anything. You're not giving them consequences or ultimatums. Think of it as just a healthy conversation to be like oh I wonder how much we have in common on what we think about in our dating styles and then after that you can reevaluate if you want to keep dating this person and I think that is very overlooked and everybody should be doing that and then lastly if you are in a new relationship how are you going to continue to communicate your standards the key is don't nag use positive reinforcement instead because when you nag a man their brain automatically turns off they don't respond well to that when you praise them men know oh okay what i'm doing is good i'm gonna keep doing more of that so maybe it's the first time your man has gotten you flowers in like six months and he never has before okay this is not your time to say oh my god finally did it or oh my god you only did it because i asked you to no instead you're gonna say oh my god i love them so much you picked up the perfect bouquet thank you so much this makes me feel so loved and appreciative of you give him a hug show how grateful you are because that is a reward to him now he knows oh okay this gives me boyfriend points naturally i'm gonna keep doing that and that leads us onto chapter four what to do when he's not meeting the standard so if your problem is, oh, they were sweet in the beginning, but now they've stopped and they're not romantic anymore, or I've told him what I want and I've told him what I need and he simply won't change, or he just won't meet my high standards, I don't know what I can do to communicate that to him, my advice to you is leave because you cannot 
change a man. You cannot change someone's feelings towards you and the actions they choose to express those feelings towards you. Somebody can claim that they are heavily in love with you and maybe they are, they're just not a romantic person. That's okay, that's fine. But that doesn't mean that you need to put up with it. Please stop trying to think of strategies to communicate your needs to someone when time and time again, they have proven that they are not going to do it. You cannot change a man. And when you are trying to, you are already operating in your masculine energy if you are in your feminine energy then you are open to receiving you are only surrounding yourself by the best by people who know what you need who know that you expect princess treatment step up to give that to you and otherwise you're like cool I'm gonna go get on with my life because I've created a wonderful fulfilling life for myself where I have all of my happiness okay like I said at the beginning of the video men are simply an addition to your life so they better be bringing a whole damn lot to qualify for that addition position when he's not meeting the standard he simply just isn't good enough there's nothing you can say or do to change that situation all you can do is decide when you're going to leave okay i get it but isn't that gonna mean i'm gonna be a hell of a lot lonelier as a result of having these high standards and dating in this way yes and no Chapter five, let's fix your mindset. Myth number one, I need to lower my standards to avoid being lonely as a result of being too picky. First of all, let's combat this misconception with why is being lonely in the first place a bad thing? And why does not being in a relationship or not dating somebody equal loneliness? You do realize you can experience love, care, and emotional fulfillment and happiness all outside of a relationship? Did you know there are several types of relationships you can get in life? Family, friends, local communities, people who share the same hobbies and interests in you, okay? That is a whole world out there for you to explore. And instead, you are turning all of that away and thinking, actually, my romantic relationships aren't working out that great. So instead, I'm just gonna lower my expectations real quick. So then I'm lowering my dating experiences and settle with that rather than I'm gonna take a pause on that. I'm gonna focus on myself. I'm gonna solo date. I'm gonna grow myself, love my confidence. I'm gonna go explore. I'm gonna travel solo. I'm gonna go and meet new friends. I'm gonna download not a dating app, but I'm gonna download Bumble BFF, for example, and meet new people that way. I'm gonna join a club, okay? I'm gonna join a class and learn a new skill so I can level up and also meet like-minded people from that as well. Does that not seem like a better option? So no, you do not need to lower your standards, but you do need to learn how to be patient because no, Prince Charming isn't going to turn up on your doorstep tomorrow. But your problem here is you are in a state of waiting and chasing and thinking that happiness will arrive when you meet the perfect man. No, you need to focus on achieving all of your goals and creating your dream life. I emphasize this all the time for a reason because when you are so passionate and so fulfilled and so happy in the life you're creating for yourself, that's when you're operating in your full divine feminine energy and high value men then notice that and they seek that out. Take me for an example. I was a serial dater. I was in relationship after relationship until I got my heart broken enough times that I thought happiness is not derived only from romantic relationships. So let me take a break real quick. And I spent an entire year on my own, growing my self-love, my confidence, working on myself, achieving my goals. Halfway through that year at the six month mark, I met my current partner. He came into my life, he made it very clear that he wanted to pursue me. To this day, I still ask him, what was it that you saw? And he said, it was your energy. It was the aura you gave off. He said he just knew. And I truly believe that that would not have happened 
had I not been in that stage of my life where I was giving off my best energy because I was finally fulfilled all on my own with who I was. And even though I met him in the halfway mark of my self-love journey, I told him, I was like, I'm not ready to date. I don't want to be in a relationship. This is my self-love year. I need to focus on myself. He respected that. And then a whole year after that and many months of just having a friendship, he made it clear he wanted to pursue me. I gave him a chance. We dated and now we've been in a full, loving, long, committed relationship as a result. You must choose yourself first. Okay, you have to master that mindset because even when you do meet the one and even when you are in your dream relationship you still have to continue to choose yourself i've been in a relationship for a while i still solo date i still make the time for that my partner knows that is one of my biggest values and guess what he has been solo dating from years before i have we both have that value we both regularly spend time alone away from each other and that's why we thrive together in our relationship because we know how to choose ourselves so that then we can come together and also choose each other then we have misconception number two which is when people tell you to settle down and be realistic so you can first of all ill second of all ill I just, I just can't believe that there are still people saying this. And when all of these people are saying, lower your standards, be realistic, you need to settle down ASAP, do not, do not listen to them because they are projecting all of their own limiting beliefs on you. How many of those people get princess treatment? Tell me that. Zero. Zero. Every single person who's like, oh my God, your man buys you all these lavish gifts. Oh my God, you expect him to get the bill all the time. And they're judgy of it. Why would I take advice from you, okay? I don't envy your life or your relationship. So whatever you say to me, why is that gonna affect me or influence the decisions I make for my life? Don't let them pressure you into accepting low value dating experiences so they can feel more comfortable as a result. Because a prime example of this is when men are in my comment section saying, good luck being single for the rest of your life, you're never gonna get this. Meanwhile, I got everything I wanted on my list and then some, but the only reason they're saying that to me is to comfort themselves and make themselves feel better because they know they can only ever provide bare minimum. You think the men who are out here showering women in affection all the time are busy in comment sections saying, you better lower your standards? No. Misconception number three is will I ever get love? I'm not attractive, I'm too ugly, I don't have pretty privilege, or I'm just not good enough to pull my type and my desired partner. And here's the thing, glow up or not, pretty privilege or not, I don't care, okay? Because looks are not important because it is the opinion of yourself that other people will adopt. You need to lead by example. You need to strut around like you're confident. You need to strut around like you're the shit because you fully believe you are. Nobody wants to date or wine and dine someone who is insecure, who's clingy, constantly needs reassurance. You don't want to be giving off those vibes. I don't care what you look like, you are gorgeous, okay? And you are living in an incredibly blessed time where society's beauty standards are no longer so rigid anymore. You can have darker skin, you can have a different hair type, you can have different colored eyes, you can have a larger nose, and you can still be considered stunning, okay? Have you been on TikTok? Have you seen all of the different looking human beings on that and how every single one of them are gorgeous in their own way? Well, guess what? That rule applies to you as well. So please, let's stop with the placing so much importance on our looks. Because once again, you are self-sabotaging yourself. And leading by example helps, okay? When I was in my single era, I would buy myself flowers all the time and I would take myself on dates all the time. So then when a man wants to pursue me, he knows he has to do the most to get my attention because I'm already giving myself all of the basics. So what are you gonna bring to the table? Because I'm taking myself to fancy restaurants and I'm buying myself flowers and speaking to myself kindly. So 
you better step it up. And lastly, misconception number four is situationships. I hate speaking about this because it genuinely irks me to my core. And this is not me judging you. If you've been in a situationship, if you're in one right now, okay, go. Go. I have never been in one. I will never be in one. When this term started coming out on the internet, I literally had to Google it to find out what the definition was. And I was like, people are tolerating this. And then I see on Twitter and TikTok, people have been in situationships for two, three years. Oh my God. You need to fix your mindset to the point where a situationship is the worst way to be treated. You're telling me you are allowing someone into your life, giving them your all, your love, your care, your time, your energy, and treating each other like you're in a relationship without the relationship status. How is that okay to you? In that case, you're literally giving up the below bare minimum basics of loyalty and commitment. For what? For a man? Uh-uh, uh-uh-uh. And all that tells me is that you value the company of a man and that short-term affection and attention over what really matters, which is how you're going to be treated in the long run. How this is going to benefit you and your life in the long run. Are you going to grow and flourish together? Probably not, because he couldn't even tell you his intentions and where you guys stand together in the first month, which he should be doing. And then the last section of this chapter and this video in fixing your mindset is now how you are going to stop self-sabotaging and how you're gonna work on yourself to get these things. Because yes, there are some men out there who are toxic or don't know about chivalry, but sometimes there are a lot of things we are doing to prevent um, ourselves from experiencing high value men and better dating experiences. And I know that because I've been there. So this is now your homework after you watch this video. Number one, you're gonna find out your attachment style. You can take a free online five minute quiz. You just type in attachment style test on Google. Once you find out your attachment style, you then need to work back from it, okay? And the biggest book, the best help I could recommend on this is called Attached. It will be linked in the description through my Amazon. This literally helped me heal my attachment style. I'd also recommend going to therapy and Googling online resources for this. The second task in your homework is you are going to take the time to learn what love is. Now, my mindset with this was transformed when I read the book All About Love by Bell Hooks. It's also linked in my Amazon in the description. And literally within the first three or four pages, she introduces the seven components of real love and my mind was blown because it made me realize all of the instances where I thought someone loved me or that I was in love wasn't real love and it changes your whole experience and that in itself levels up your standards I highly recommend you read that book or just google online bell hook seven components of love and research into it homework task number three you are going to start your self-love journey okay if you go and follow me on tiktok linked in the description all of my videos on that are about self-love solo dating my entire self-love journey was documented on that you're going to take yourself on a solo date this week okay you can go to a drive through starbucks get yourself your favorite latte sit there alone with your thoughts take yourself out to watch a movie on your own dine in a restaurant alone i get so many questions about how you can actually go out alone i have a video on my youtube channel called solo date advice if you want to check that out i go into depth on how to do that that was literally my life for a year and it's quite literally the reason as to why i'm in such a good relationship right now and then homework task number five you are going to learn what is masculine versus 
feminine energy and this is going to help you in multiple ways first of all your feminine energy is going to allow you to step into receiving mode and will get you used to princess treatment and will up level your standards in the process masculine energy is going to get rid of all of your negative traits which are preventing you from having better dating experiences because you are trying to change people or control circumstances but also learning about what true healthy masculine energy is will allow you to spot the right men quicker and that brings us to the end of this video i hope you guys enjoyed it if you found this video helpful make sure you give it a thumbs up and subscribe make sure you follow me on instagram all of my links are in the description and check out my jewelry brand because i'd love for us to be twinning with our earrings that's all for today i'll see you guys in my next video i appreciate you thank you for being here bye